Welcome to the Gary New South Wales podcast show, where we explore and discuss relevant issues in the early childhood sector. For more information, visit www.garynsw.com.au. Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Antonia Mayolo, Communications and Marketing Manager at Gowrie, New South Wales. And today I'm talking to Rita Johnston, facilitator at Kids Matter Early Childhood about mental health. Welcome, Rita. Thank you. Rita, mental health is an expression that we use regularly, and it's often used to describe specific mental health conditions. Can you begin by defining what mental health means exactly? Okay, so let's start by just being really clear about our language. So when I use the term mental health, I actually mean mental health. So I mean well-being, feeling good, being calm, being relaxed and liking yourself, that sort of thing. And when we don't feel like that, when we're feeling sad or bad or unworthy, over a period of time we might be said to be having a mental health difficulty And if our condition gets so bad that it interferes with our life and our functioning in life, say in the case of really bad depression, we could be said to be having a mental illness. But these are not separate things that mental health runs on a continuum and we move along that continuum daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. And there are both internal and external factors that can influence our mental health. There was a study done in 2013 in Australia that indicated that one in three adults will have a mental health difficulty in the course of their lifetime. So that's some of us listening to this podcast. And it also indicated that most people don't get help. So mental health difficulties are not something that other people have. We all have mental health. Many of us will have mental health difficulties in the course of our lifetime. So in the same way that we now know a lot more about how to get physically healthy and stay that way, so good tired exercise and say not too much stress, over the recent years also we've learned a lot more about how to stay mentally healthy. And this is an area called positive psychology. Again, diet and exercise and reduced stress play a big role in maintaining mental health. But what we've also learned recently is that early childhood experiences play a crucial role in the foundation of adult mental health. And interestingly, research now clearly shows its relationships that build the healthy brain architecture in children that develop resilience and well-being for the future and for adulthood. It's not academic skills like reading and writing that promote mental health. So in terms of an early childhood context, how can adults recognise mental health difficulties in young children? In my experience, most parents and early childhood educators actually are very good at identifying when something's not quite right with a child. What we're not so good at is actually being confident about our observations or about our feelings or our discomfort about a child's development and then acting on it. So we might see that a particular child is too quiet or gets very aggressive. A child might look undernourished or cry a lot or not be able to make friends. Maybe a child will only do one or two activities, always going to the same thing every day, or maybe they'll skip from thing to thing and not be able to settle with anything. And maybe they won't like to meet new people, or maybe they'll become unsettled in new situations. So we see all these behaviours in children that we think, oh, that doesn't seem quite right. There should be something better than what's happening for that child. Children with good mental health, we can also recognise them. They look grounded. They know what they want and what they think about things. Um, They can make friends. They relate well with adults. 
and they can concentrate on activities of interest. So I think it's relatively easy to just to recognise that something's not quite right with a child. The problem is that we didn't really understand what the causes of these behaviours were and in the past we haven't necessarily known how to respond effectively. Or we've had the approach and it's still current a lot of the time is, oh, that's okay, they'll grow out of it. But unfortunately, we can't guarantee which child's going to grow out of something and which child isn't. So as I said before, relationships are the key to good mental health in children. And by that, I mean strong, heartfelt and loving attached relationships. Children need to feel valued and included. They need to feel listened to, as well as being in an environment where they can freely explore and learn in their own time at their own pace. We all know the sorts of experiences that make us feel good, that, that improve our mental health, and they're exactly the sorts of experiences that children need. So as I said, we used to think that children were if they're only a baby, they won't realise this, they won't remember it, it doesn't matter if they're crying. But did you know that basically the emotional memory part of the brain is fully formed at birth? Mm. So those emotional memories stay. And what really happens is that the early experiences that a child has become the foundations for the adult he or she will become. And so if the child experiences trauma, neglect, harsh dis discipline, exclusion, they'll start displaying behaviours that reflect that experience and then they will often grow up to be an adult, a traumatised adult mm -hmm. who may not be able to regulate their feelings and then no wonder such adults turn to drugs and alcohol. So following on from this, what are the benefits of early identification of mental health problems in young people? So the common wisdom now is that the first thousand days of life is the optimal time of development and it's the critical stage for early identification and intervention. So I'm actually talking about from birth to age three. So that's very young. And actually, we're getting much better at identifying difficulties at an earlier and earlier age. Um, so this is the time when the brain's growing rapidly and so intervention is relatively easy. Ages from three to five are also optimal for early intervention. So basically the early years from birth to school age are really the critical time to act and get intervention to support children. So I'll give you a really simple example of this. So if you have a two and a half to three year old who's just learning to talk and starts to stutter, that's the perfect time for intervention. It only takes a couple of months of speech therapy to correct that stuttering habit in that very young child. If we wait till the child's six, it's going to take a lot longer to correct. And also that child will have experienced all of their talking life as being a stutterer. And so that's going to affect their self-esteem and their communication. And of course, if you wait for adulthood to repair stuttering, then it, it can be even more difficult. So when is it appropriate to seek help and what kind of help is out there? So I tend to say seek help early and often if you think a child has a difficulty. If one person, if the first person you refer to says, oh, I can't quite see anything and you still think there's a difficulty, find someone else to go to. Don't wait for children to grow out of it because we just don't know if they will and we need, it. as I said earlier, that those weeks and months are really critical for that young child. So parents and early childhood educators are often best placed to flag that a child's having a difficulty. Parents know their own child really well and educators experience a lot of children, so they've got that big picture about children. 
In terms of the kind of help available, the first thing that you want to do with a child who you think needs help is check on your own relationship with that child. As I said, relationship is the foundation. But also, I tend to suggest that people start with a simple referral to a speech therapist or an occupational therapist. Even if they don't find anything particularly wrong with the speech or occupational therapy, they can then make another referral on to a psychologist, for example, or another person who may be able to help that child if that child has a difficulty. And they're a little bit more expert than parents and educators in identifying difficulties. But the other thing you need to do is build a relationship with the people, with the support people that you're working with, so that the parents, the educators and the support person, the speech person, psychologist, OT, can all work together as a cohesive team for the support of that child, because that way you're going to get a better outcome. And also make sure you have well-documented observations so that the person you're referring to knows exactly what the difficulty is that you're thinking about. For those interested, where can listeners go to to get more information on this topic? So Kismata Early Childhood and Kismata Primary is a great resource for um, early childhood and primary school mental health and wellbeing. And it's a federally um, funded government promotion, prevention and early intervention initiative. Um, so early childhood services and schools that implement the Kismata framework actually have shown improved outcomes for children families and educators and the website has a lot of resources and um, it actually has a great resource for documenting observations that I referred to earlier. And if you want to better support your team of educators or your families around mental health, Beyond Blue website is, is a very good first stop to go to. They have great resources also about developing well-being in your workplace. So head to the Kids Matter and Beyond Blue websites for more. And you can also contact Kids Matter through our website for more information on any of the points that I've mentioned. Excellent. Rita, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us about this today. Thank you. You're most welcome. Thank you for listening to the latest Gary New South Wales podcast. If you have a topic you would like us to discuss, visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Gary NSW.